What is your motivation for learning English? Welcome back to the Learn English Podcast, the podcast teaching English in context so you can learn naturally. My name is Dr. C, and on today's episode, we will be discussing motivation when learning a language. Now, I wanted to discuss motivation because I think it is one of the most important factors when you are trying to learn a language. When you are learning a language, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time and commitment, and sometimes you can feel frustrated with your progress. If you have the right motivation, you can push through this frustration and keep going, which is why I think it's so important. Now, I'm not saying by motivation that that means you are committed to studying for hundreds of hours or spend all day studying and all of your free time. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that motivation helps you stay on a consistent plan. It helps you put in the time every day that you need to learn a language, even if that time is only 30 minutes or even 15 minutes. And motivation also helps you seek out new resources to help you improve in your language abilities. Being motivated means that you're going to continue to look for resources that you can use, such as this podcast, that'll help you with your listening comprehension or reading comprehension or vocabulary, for example. When you are talking about language learning and motivation, I also think motivation is extremely important if you're in the intermediate to advanced range of a language. We talked about this more in our second episode. So if you have not seen that or listened to that episode, please do so. I'm going to mention it briefly here, but we're going to, we go way more into details about the intermediate plateau and the time it takes for you to learn a language. So if you're interested, please listen to that episode. A little bit about the intermediate plateau. This is a phenomenon that happens to almost everyone who's learning a language. What happens is that when you are first starting to learn a language, you are, you are progressing so rapidly. You're making all of this great progress, and that progress is therefore keeping you motivated and helping you to continue on with your language journey. Now, when you get to a certain level, usually around the intermediate level, your progress slows down. So even though you're still putting in multiple hours of study time, you're seeing less and less results for the time that you're putting in. This is because as you get to the higher levels of a language, when you get to the intermediate and advanced stages, it takes more time to progress and your developments aren't coming as rapidly because you already have such a strong foundation in the language. You're doing more fine tuning instead of mass memorization. Because of this and because of this lack of progress or what people perceive as a lack of progress in their studies, people tend to get frustrated and lose motivation during this stage. If this has happened to you or maybe if you're at that stage right now where you feel like you've lost your motivation, it's important to go back and figure out how you can get yourself re-motivated, how you can get yourself to continue your studies and continue on with your language learning journey so you can get to the level that you want. 
I think it's very important to find this motivation and to personalize it. Find what is motivating you so that you will continue on and keep progressing towards your path to fluency. Now, there's a couple of things that I recommend you do if you're at this stage and if you feel like you don't really know what your motivation to continue on is. The first thing I would say is reevaluate why are you trying to learn English? What is it that is important for you and what are you trying to get out of this experience? Are you trying to learn for work? Are you trying to learn for school? Are you learning just for fun? What is it that you really want to do with this language? Once you have that, then you can start to build on that and fine tune what your motivation is. So when you know that you have a specific outcome, let's say that you, your reason for learning English is that you need it for work. Then you can set small manageable goals for yourself so you can mark your progress along the way. Like I said, when people get to a certain level, they feel like they're not progressing no matter how much time they're spending studying, reading, listening to a language. That's not actually true. You are actually still progressing. You're actually still getting better with the language the more time you spend, but it just feels that way. That perception is there. So if you can set goals that you can actually measure, that you can determine if you've hit that goal or not, that is a way for you to monitor your progress. And you can see how your progress is moving forward, even if you feel like you're stagnating in the language. I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but in case this is your first time listening, a little bit about myself is that I am a certified English teacher who teaches people who are learning English as a second language. One of the things that I've noticed with my students is that, especially those that are high intermediate or low advanced level, is that they make very nebulous goals. I don't know if you know what the word nebulous is, but it is one of those vocabulary words that sounds very sophisticated and can help you sound like you have a very high level of English if you use it in a sentence. Now, what nebulous means or what it refers to is referring to a cloud of dust, and it's usually referring to space. So a nebula in space is a cloud of space dust, or another way to try to remember it is if you're a Marvel fan like myself, there's a character nebula from space in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So nebulous, when we're saying nebulous and describing something as being nebulous or nebular in nature, what we're saying is that it's very abstract. It's very hazy. It's like a cloud. It doesn't have definitive edges. And so when you're setting a goal, you want your goal to be specific and you want it to be measurable. You do not want it to be a nebulous goal. You do not want to have a goal that's very abstract. So when I'm talking with my students, a lot of the time is they'll say, I want to be fluent. Okay, well, what is fluent? What does fluent mean? Does that mean you have a conversation perfectly? That mean, does that mean that you have a conversation without translating in your head? Does that mean that you just have a conversation where someone can understand you? Fluent is very debatable. Fluent is one of those concepts where 
different sources will have a different way of measuring what fluency is. And so that's why I say it's a very abstract goal. You don't really know exactly the moment you're fluent. And personally, even as a native speaker, I make mistakes. I have to edit this podcast. I make mistakes when I'm speaking in English, but that doesn't mean I'm not fluent in English. Mistakes and fluency aren't really tied together, at least in my mind, but that's my opinion. And maybe your opinion's different. So instead of coming up with this general goal of, I want to be fluent or I want to understand people, make something that's more specific. Say, I want to have a 10-minute conversation with somebody, or I want to be able to watch a episode of my favorite TV show and understand what they're saying, or I want to be able to read a book in English. Then if you have a specific goal that you can measure, that you can actually look back and determine if you reach that goal, then you can actually put a date on it. You can pick a specific date on your calendar. Let's say next month or next week, whatever it is. So if you have a goal of having a 10-minute conversation with somebody, you can pick a date on your calendar. You can give yourself a month, for example. You can find a teacher or a language exchange partner, and you can try to have that conversation. And if you can't reach 10 minutes the first time, you can keep trying and building your way up, and eventually you'll get there. And once you get there, you can check that off your list and you can say that you've reached your goal. This is important, again, because I said when people reach that intermediate stage, they feel like they're not progressing. They feel like they're not actually getting anything out of their study time, even though that's not true. So having these measurable goals allows you to be able to keep track of your progress and actually see the steps and progression you are making while you're going through that difficult time of feeling like you're not making as much progress as you would like. Once you have your measurable goal, I would recommend that you come up with a consistent study plan. Now, again, I have said this on previous episodes, but one of my biggest points when I'm talking to people who are trying to learn English is that you need to have some sort of schedule. You need to have some type of plan where you know when you can study and how much time you can study. By figuring out what the purpose of learning English is for you, by picking a goal that you want to achieve, you can then figure out a study plan that will help you achieve that goal. So if you want to be able to have a 10-minute conversation with someone and you're not there yet, you can start with smaller conversations. You can figure out how much time you would have to practice before you get to that 10-minute conversation. Or if you're trying to listen to a podcast like this podcast, or if you're trying to watch a TV show and understand a native speaker, then you can have a plan that you want to work on your listening comprehension. And you can figure out how much time a day you can spend listening and practice getting used to the sound of the language and the rhythm a natural native speaker has when they're speaking in English. Having this plan can also help because I've noticed that when people are more spontaneous with their language learning, when they study when they have time and don't study when they don't, that's a little bit of a recipe for a disaster. Recipe for a disaster is a way of saying that it's not going to work. It's going to end in disaster almost every time. And so when you have that 
abstract way of studying when you're studying when you have time and you don't really have any set days or set plans what happens is that if you're not feeling motivated you can skip studying maybe if you're not feeling motivated you decide eh, today i'm not going to study i have no accountability i don't really want to i'm not going to do it so having that plan gives you a layer of accountability to yourself because you know when you're supposed to be studying and it can help you kind of keep on track keep on target when you're working towards your goal and you're trying to reach whatever goal it is that you've set for yourself Another piece of advice that I would give is that if you're feeling like you've lost your motivation and you're not really feeling like studying English, reevaluate the sources that you're using. Look at what resources you are currently using to study English and try to determine if they're still working for you or if they're still interesting for you. Again, I've mentioned this before on a previous episode. It was episode one, but one of the polyglots that I really like to follow is Steve Kaufman. So Steve Kaufman has a YouTube channel. I'll leave it in the description so you can check it out for yourself. But one of his main philosophies of learning a language is that you have to find content that's interesting and that's relevant for you. If you don't have content that you're interested in, if you don't have content that you actually like to engage with, you're not going to want to do it. If, on the other hand, you have something that you really enjoy, maybe a TV show that you really like, or a musician who you like their music, a podcast that you enjoy listening to, whatever that is. If you have something that you're really into, something that you really enjoy interacting with, then you're more likely to actually do it. Studying doesn't mean opening up a grammar book or looking at different verb conjugations. Studying just means interacting with the language, reading, listening, writing, speaking, that mixture of input and output so that your brain gets used to the patterns of the language and learns. Our brains are wired to learn, but it just, they need time. They just need enough time to be able to absorb the patterns of the information that you're giving it. Having content that you enjoy using will keep you motivated because you'll want to actually read it or listen to it. And that will help you when you're progressing towards your language goals. The more time you spend with the language, the more you're going to improve and the better you're going to be at reaching your goals. My final piece of advice is that if you're feeling burnt out, take some time off if you need it. Again, I say this from personal experience because when I tried to learn Spanish, I spent a lot of time. I spent almost all of my free time in Spanish. Again, this was great. I made a lot of progress. I made more progress than I ever did when I took traditional Spanish classes, but it did lead to, to me becoming burnt out. I didn't listen to any of the podcasts that I had been listening to in English. I didn't watch any of the shows that I liked in English, and I switched everything over to Spanish. Now, again, this worked for a while, but after about a year and a half, I just needed a break. I just wanted to listen to my favorite podcasts again. I just wanted to listen to music in English again, even just for a little bit. So what I would say is if you are at that stage where you've lost motivation, where you're just burnt out and you just need a break, give yourself some time. Now, I'm not saying take years and years away from the language. I don't want you to take a ton of time so your skills start regressing, but take 
a couple weeks if you need to. Take a month if you need to. That's okay. You're not going to forget everything in one month. You might forget a little bit, but once you start interacting with the language again, it'll come back to you. It's still there in your brain. It just needs a little bit of repetition, a little bit of review to come back. So if you need to take two weeks, if you need to take a month off, that's okay. Give yourself that time. Let your brain kind of have a rest and get rejuvenated. Again, having that time off can put things back in perspective for you. You can enjoy your free time. And then when you come back to the language, hopefully you're refreshed enough that you'll want to interact with it again. I hope that you have the motivation to continue on in your language learning journey. I know things can be frustrating at times and you can fall into that intermediate plateau, but just please remember that you will reach your goals eventually and you will get to the area that you want to be in. It just takes time. As always, I hope this episode was interesting and I hope it helped you learn some new vocabulary or practice your listening comprehension skills. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review in whatever app you're using to listen to it. If you're on YouTube, please leave me a comment in the comment section and tell me what is your motivation for learning English. I like to read them and I like to hear why people are studying English and why they've decided to commit their time to it because it is a big commitment. As always, please like and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode when it comes out next week. And until then, keep learning English.